Hello, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rehab Ups podcast, where every week we've been talking about performers, we've been talking about the guest judges, we've been talking about just a, a lot of different things that go on in this world that we have accepted to talk about. Uh, we are here to cover the quarterfinals episode, or if you're the Mass Singer, a quarter mass crisis, the quarterfinals is the official name. I am your host, Julia the Chalkboard <laughs> Zanvakili. And I am, as you might have heard, I am joined by my co-host, Liana the Canvas Boris. Now, Liana, how are you doing and what are you laughing about? Wait, can you say that name again? Yeah, so the episode name was A Quarter Mask Crisis, colon, The Quarterfinals. A Quarter Masked Crisis? Mask Crisis, you know, like a quarter, like, um, uh, what's the, the age crisis thing? Quarter life crisis? Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Okay, because that sounds like a quarantine crisis, like, kind of thing. And then yeah, because it's, it's not masked, great. like, that sounds like a bad choice. I mean, it would have been a bad okay. choice without the pandemic that we're in, but that makes it especially <laughs> bad. Yeah, that's okay. Mass singer be mass singer ing. Yeah, so how are you doing today? <laughs> oh, I'm great. I'm good. Um having a good day. Thank you nice. for asking. <laughs> of course, I I've ate, been I, to you a bit. I ate two hard boiled eggs. They were delicious. Fascinating. Um, what else did I do today? I went to the pharmacy, I picked up a prescription, and I did some work today. I had a couple meetings, you know, so pretty good day, pretty good day. This is all brand new information to me. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. I uh, went to the post office and I went to the store. Oh, look at yeah. you. Wow. Good. What did you... Yeah. This is the most steps I've logged in about five days, so I'll take it. Yikes. Uh, I was going to ask, what do you think Jeff Dye is up to? I don't know. How about um, becoming someone who I now know? That's (laughs) the thing he's up to, because I did not know who Jeff Dye was. Jeff Dye, the uh, new guest judge on the panel on The Masked Singer Season 3. Yeah, fascinating person. Um, What did you think of him? Well, my favorite thing about Jeff Dye was the fact that when they introduced him, they just like straight up told us because if mm-hmm. they had put him in a mask and then they had revealed him, everyone would have been like, wait, what? Yeah, the <laughs> one sorry, time <laughs> where um, the the mask they've been using would be an actual reveal to us, they didn't do it. So that was Yeah, because we wouldn't have known who it was and they didn't yeah, no, want that embarrassment. No, completely fair because I had no idea who this guy was. And I haven't even Googled him since to see if he was in any bodies of work that I know. He was, we'll talk about his like commentary when we get there, but it was, it was okay. It was dry humor. So that was fun. Yeah, he was dry. It was very dry, which is, you know, kind of, that's like my style. I like that. So I appreciated him, but not enough to want him back, really. I was like, yeah, this is fine. Like, maybe I'll check out some of his stand-up specials. Yeah, uh, for me, my power ranking of dry is comedy and then Canada. Oh, Canada dry. Yeah. Is that your favorite soda? No, definitely not. I like the authentic Coca-Cola or Pepsi experience, cola experience. And then I second on the ranking is orange. And then third is lemon lime. But they're kind of on the same level, like a seven up, like a Sprite. Um, also, I don't discriminate. I like both brands. I'm not a Coke only, Pepsi only guy. Um, yeah, Canada Dry is in the top five, maybe sixth place. So, 
Wow. You can tell there's a lot going on in our lives when the topics of discussion on the first like five minutes of the podcast are what we did today and what sodas are our favorite. Yeah, I think the soda one is a little bit more warranted because there's actually some fun discussions that could be done there. Um, but yes, it's it's been a very, very busy, busy week. A lot going on. And if this show was any indication, uh, there's a lot to talk about. So, That's right, it's because we're in a quarantine... No, shoot, see, I can't even say I was going to say quarantine crisis. A quarter-masked quarter, crisis. Quor, oh, quarter-masked crisis, yes, of course. No, no, mask, not masked. Quarter-masked crisis. Okay, look, we've been knowing, all right? So. <laughs> okay, no, that's not... Okay, okay, well, <laughs> let's let's mosey on and talk about this episode. So, the the main theme... To start this episode is, hey, all the performers are getting a package delivered to their houses. And, oh, wait, no, the men in black are stealing the packages. Now, they're not stealing it, to clarify, because they did this throughout the episode. They were borrowed packages. (laughs) Borrowed. Run me through this. They're stolen, no matter how they're trying to put it, right? They stole the packages. <laughs> I guess they're going to return them. But yeah, I was like, I can see the meeting now where it was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, we'll see what they ordered from Amazon. It's like, well, we can't say that they were stolen. OK, so let's just emphatically emphasize that they're borrowed and we're going to give them back to them. I like um, that this is the line they drew of like, OK, so we had like X-rated lettuce, but... We're going to keep that, but we can't say stolen. They have right. to be borrowed packages. Where I feel yeah. like, you know, then does the person who, when I sent you the Valentine's thing I sent you last year and you never got it, was that borrowed or was that stolen? I think it was stolen. Yeah, that's interesting. Um and, you know, it's because they're trying to come up with new ways, obviously, to do the clues. But to me, this was no different than the airline package kind of thing right it's just something in their the possession like i don't think the fact that it was ordered from maskazon really made a difference <laughs> you know samazon yeah whatever that would be i i like again i love the innovation they have with continuously trying to do new things with the packages and with the, like the clues but just say they were stolen. I don't think anyone would have judged you any differently. Just just don't lie to my face. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know, maybe next time. It's like identity theft. Like, I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to think of how, how do we work more crimes into the mass Singer? I mean, it's like, honestly. Like, we stole his wallet. We robbed him. And this is what oh, we got off of the frog. We didn't pickpocket. We, we lent pocket. <laughs> yeah, we just borrowed his wallet. Yeah. So, yeah, because, you know, I don't think there's anyone in the history of anybody that's been like, oh, my package was supposed to arrive. It says delivered. I guess someone might have borrowed it. I'll wait a couple of days. Like, no, it's gone. If it's not there, it's gone. So that's the sad, sad truth. Mm, we're just borrowing his car. This is no <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. We're just borrowing. Uh, lo- so yeah, next time and then they-, they can do it. They can do a whole series and then it'll be like, oh, what's in their car? What's in their glove compartment? Yeah, well, when when inevitably Vin Diesel is guest judging at some point, you know they'll do that as the theme. But like we yeah. borrowed the we borrowed the corns like hybrid, and here's what was inside. They could also do breaking and entering, but of course, it's not breaking and entering. It's like visiting while they're out of town, <laughs> visiting and exploring, <laughs> breaking the window to get in while they're out of town. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. You're yeah. welcome, Mass Singer. 
<laughs> yes. So m- let's borrow ourselves away from this conversation and just dive into the actual meat and potatoes of the show. So Nick Cannon walks out initially, this time not onto the stage. He walks out onto the backstage area where the performers are. And he hints the, to the frog, hey, you're open and come with me. And then they go their separate ways. But um, so the frog. So the frog's clue package comes through. And he's talking about his little frog. And then we see these three breads in front of him. And then there was like a bale of hay. There were some footsteps. I didn't quite get anything out of the clues that confirm anything to me. But I already feel like we know who this is. I couldn't make any ties to it. Now, did you find anything that you could tie to the frog? There may have been too long of a gap for me to make this joke, but I was going to say that Meat and Potatoes is going to be on season four of The Masked Singer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would be like one that. dish. Like, it's mm-hmm. just a plate. with. It food. should be a duo, and that duo should be crisscross. <gasps> Oh my God. That's what they have to do. They have to do a season of the mass singer. That's like bands. It's like masked per like, uh, uh, like mass duos or mass performers or something. Yeah. And then they yeah. get like, uh, Oh my God. Like then Cheech and Chong can be back together and <laughs> yeah, the yeah. pineapple and the pina colada. I mean, then you can, you can have so many different combinations of duos. You know, you can have two peas in a pod could be a character. That would be funny. Oh. Um, fork and spoon would be a good one. They could redo Um, the llama where someone is the front half and someone is the back half. No (laughs) need to have a a butt attached to the llama. That would be great. Left and right head earbuds. (laughs) The AirPods. Come on. Yeah, AirPods. It's the the right and left AirPods. Yeah. Oh, we have to send them back. They need to be charged. (laughs) Yeah, or um, the console and the joystick, like a gaming console. So that would be fun. Pillow, I think you're just, the pillow and the blanket. I think you're just listing couples costumes, like bad couples costumes. Well, uh, Carol I mean, Baskin and her m- dead husband. No, that's grim. This sorry. Is, kids watch this show. <laughs> sorry. I mean, we'll talk about it, but there was a zombie dead body thing in one of the. the oh, yeah, it's a Walking Dead reference. Well, anyway, okay, so we're not talking about the turtle. We're talking about the frog. Uh, yeah, well, when they said little frog, I was like, oh, it's like little bow wow, like little frog. Apparently, little bow wow or just bow wow uh, has a kid, I guess. I didn't know that. So it's like, oh, okay, it's a reference to his son. But I thought that was a reference for lull. Um, not lull, but little bow wow. Is it little bow wow? It's lull. Be lil. cool. Okay, little bow. I'm not cool. Categorically, I am uncool. So, like, telling me to be cool is not a thing. (laughs) I had a classmate in eighth grade who would be like, dude, his name is Little John. I'm like, it's not Little little John. It's Lil John. And he kept going. It's Little Wayne. So, anytime I hear anyone do that, I I think of the T's because... My classmate Mustafa was just convinced that I was trolling him when and I felt like he was trolling me by being stupid. Yeah, I so, think I'm going to annoy you with that when I want to like get under your skin. It's not going to work. Eighth okay. grade me and present day me are two different people. Can I call you Lil Puya? No, because I'm not <laughs> Lil or Little. I'm neither Lil. of those things. <laughs> okay, we'll just call Lil Clam, Lil Pearl. <laughs> Oh, that's pearl. just cute. It doesn't have the exact same like feeling, you know. Yeah. Also, um, but yeah, neither of them are little either. But I think no. they're more little than I'd be. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, I didn't get anything else from the clues. Like the three loves of bread, I'm sure is some reference to yeah, something. But was, I was like, man, that I don't have the, the mental capacity enjoyed. right now to put that together. <laughs> I liked it. What was it? Let me let me do a quick Google of three breads and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Like, it could be a reference to anything. It's like, oh, you know, Lil Bow Wow was on, uh, I don't know, something three times. So we had three <laughs> loves of bread. You know what I mean? Like, right. he was at the Teen Choice Awards three times. No, <laughs> you never, you never know. Well, I like the um, the the referring to the breads as buns to try and come up with something that someone did. Yeah, he's got three but... butt cheeks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's not what they meant by buns. That's what I meant by buns. Of course, of course. (laughs) Well, what wasn't the butt of the joke was the performance. So the frog comes out and does Bust a Move by Young MC. This is honestly the frog's MO. These are his Mm -hmm. songs are nostalgic rap tunes that have little interludes where you can do some dancing and you can hype the crowd up and then some quick verbal workouts. And the frogs kind of mastered this craft, I would say, at this point. There was a gold chain background. There was all these warning signs. There were these bicycles in the background. Um, the dancers were sporting what I can only describe as like pimp frog type outfits. So that was cool. And then the frog did cr- a lot of crowd work, hyped everyone up. And I think the frog is the perfect out of the remaining five was the perfect person to open up the show because it's all hype. It's all energy. Everyone's in it. And I thought immediately within watching this, I knew two things, right? I knew a, the frogs in the final four, because this performance has earned him that spot without even seeing the remaining four. And B, Liana's going to come in and be a little annoyed at this performance. And I'm excited to hear it. Um, I guess a third thing and C, I think that we've never seen anyone on the show do the dancing thing as much as the frog has done the dancing thing. So those are my three points. And now how did you like the performance, Liana? Okay, so first of all, I want to provide some context to some of the thoughts I'm going to provide today. I have rewatched every performance from The Frog, The Turtle, and The Night Angel throughout the entire season. I have also watched every performance from The Fox, The Rottweiler, and The Flamingo from season two. Because I just wanted to get a sense of like where I feel these people fall sort of within the larger mass singer arena. Okay, so I'm going to give some more like overarching thoughts at the end. But here's what I'll say specifically about this one. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fine. I like got into it. I definitely thought that the backup dancers were the pimp frogs of the world. Uh, And so that was weird. But like, of course, and this was fun. I got into it. I also agreed with you that I think it was a good way to kick off the show. All right. Nice. Um, When did you have time to rewatch all of these clips? Well, I mean, they're only like a minute and 30 seconds long. So for each person and then like this season, the season was long AF, but they didn't perform all that often. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, they perform so, the same amount as anyone else would. Have. Yeah. So let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It was seven total performances. So. Yes. Is that, you know, it's like 10 minutes per 13 minutes, whatever, per person. And anyway, not important. Um, <laughs> so yeah. About an so, hour and a half. Uh, so here's. The, OK, here's the thing about the frog. I am resigned to the fact that the frog will probably win. Although I don't, I have mixed feelings about that happening. I think the frog has had a couple songs that are like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I'm really enjoying it. Like I could totally see it. I think it was, you can't touch this and jump. 
were her his best, like where he actually rapped, still performed. And, and the club do- was good too, wasn't it? It started okay. It started okay, but it got worse. He, what he, the problem is, is that when the frog, uh, the rapping is too fast and he's doing too much dancing, he gets out of breath and he drops (laughs) the ends of the rap lines. So what happens is he's like starting the rap and then he drops off every single time so he can catch his breath. And it really hurts the singing because when he's in his element, like you can't touch this and jump, I would say that's when it's like, oh, okay, I can see why you would win the mass singer here, even though in my personal like it it's it's high quality it's entertaining like i'm enjoying it um but he like he i man you know i it's just like i think part of it is like it's not my style but i Mm -hmm. could see the frog winning at the end and i i'm not as mad as i think i would normally have been if i hadn't sort of put things in perspective yeah no i i think definitely not gonna be mad I think I've made it clear that there's only one person left that I would be distraught if they won because I'd be disappointed. Everyone else had a fair shake. And if they want to be like, I could see why, because you, I see your merits. And yes. I think it was this performance. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. I just want to clarify. Like, like I'm going to be sad as a, a, a human being who has decided to invest in some of these characters, but is like rationally, I can see why the frog would win. Okay, right, does that right, make sense? Right. Like, there's two mm-hmm. little versions of me. Like, Liana, who watched season one, was just the emotion and was like 100% all in on the monster. Nothing could ever sway me differently. Now, having talked about the show, looking back, I could be like, oh, yeah, I could see why you would want someone else to win the season because I can see that they're very clearly talented. Okay. So, like, those are sort of two separate parts of me. And I want to just like clarify that, that there's me. It's like, oh, yeah, I could respect that. Like, I got it. And then there's the, the real me <laughs> was just like, <laughs> screw you, frog. <laughs> like, Turtle and Night Angel are the best. <laughs> so anyway. I, I feel like last week I came in talking about how, you know, clearly I made it clear at the Super 9 that I think the frog's taking this. And that was my prediction. That was who I drafted because I, th- I felt good about that decision. And I still feel good about that decision. But I think after this performance, this is where I was like, more okay with the frog winning than I was last week, even because I think the frog has been ultimately probably the one of the more fun ones week in week out, and and probably like the one that I feel like is trying the most, is putting the most out. I do agree with you that when the frog has to rap a lot and goes out of breath like that, homeboy's a smoker is what I'm predicting. Right? <laughs> he's like getting winded. He's got that lung. Like he's like, oh, I can't do it. Okay, but I still see that part of it is also passion, like just really doing a lot. It's like the perfect middle of like the Jojo Siwa energy and the um the first Rhino performance, which was just standing there. It's like the perfect middle of I'm very high energy, not too much high energy. And I'm also not a corpse on stage. So I love that. I love that. And I enjoy it. And like, I mean, I've said before, this is kind of like the discount Fox. I'm ready for the the frog to prove that wrong. And I think there's still at least two more performances before we get to that crowning moment. And I could see the frog uh, justifying that more and more. Okay, Fox slaps. Okay. Yeah, oh, Fox is brilliant. No, no, no. Let me just, like, let me, okay. The final three from last season were rock solid. I think Rottweiler and Flamingo were better singers. I think Rottweiler yeah. is 
Rottweiler just Chris Daughtry's voice just sounds like a recording, man. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. We've been new. No, I We've know, but new. I just want to reiterate the these thoughts, okay? <laughs> because now in retrospect, you learn, you like rewatch. Anyway, I think that final three could have gone either way in the finale. But I think that the Flamingos performance in that that episode was clearly a f- the third performance, even though I think she, I mean, she, oh my gosh, like Adrian Bailon is like amazing singer, but the Fox can sing. I, okay. And like, it was his performances were better than the frogs and the his, he's got way more diversity in the performances that he gives and yeah. he's got more range and he's got overall, I think like, He's got he's the full package. I think the frog here is like really good at his little niche. And I think that's awesome. I think it's fun. Um, You know, like I get into the performances, but I think it pales in comparison to what the fox can do. Yeah, I mean, Wayne Brady will take anybody down. I think personally, Wayne Brady will beat T-Pain in a one on one mass singer off. Okay, well, let's let's not go that far. Okay, T Pain's a better I'm, singer. T Pain's a better singer. Yeah, but Wayne Brady's a better. I'm a twist every genre and do all the things. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> I I don't want to get into a fight right. today. Okay, before, so. before you get mad, let's move on to the judges and uh, what they had to say. Um, uh, no, actually, you know what? No, we're going to talk about the borrowed package. So. We see this bar package for the frog was this little like private jet thing. Okay. And Robin Thicke talks about like Bow Wow challenged a private jet. I didn't quite get what that was. Have you looked this up? Cause I have, Oh, you know yeah. what? I don't even need to look it up. I know what it is. He went like he got into some deep water cause he fit. He boasted a picture on Instagram of him having a private jet and it turned out it wasn't a private jet and it wasn't his or something like that. Yeah. He I posted a this. stock image from a company Yeah, and it was like, because someone also saw him on a flight. So Bow Wow had tweeted yeah. like, like with a stock image of a private jet, like flying <laughs> to New York. And then somebody like on a commercial airplane saw him. <laughs> it was like, bro, you're not on a commercial airplane. And it, that's what prompted the Bow Wow challenge. Like yeah. hashtag Bow Wow challenge. Yeah. I forgot about that. It's just- Jokes. That is yeah, awesome. it's where you like lie on social media about something. Yeah, oh, it immediately <laughs> came to me as I was about to say I don't remember it. That's awesome. I love that I Robin Thick remembered it. I know, and I love that he like went out of his way not to exactly explain what it was to like you know because it, it's like you're humiliating the person on stage if you do it. So <laughs> it's like yeah, Bow Wow challenged it. I was like, what do you mean challenge it? But now it's like the Bow Wow challenge. That's different. Yeah, I would love <laughs> to have known if he okayed that. Like, like, surely, how did that work? <laughs> I don't know. Not, it would have been funny if the clue masters had just brought it up. Be like, hey, remember that time you're super humiliated on Instagram? <laughs> and the frog just leaves the stage, like, not having it. <laughs> so, as far as the guesses went, Jenny McCarthy goes with Anthony Mackie, and um, Ken Jong said somebody who I didn't even bother writing. I have three question marks here because it was stupid. And Jeff Dye went with Sir Mix a lot. And uh, sorry for a second. I was like, wait, who? <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> I mean, who is he? Why is he here? Everyone else at least promoted a thing. They were I there was, for like a show. I was, he was like, there for nothing. I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, maybe he has a show on Fox or something. 
I don't know. I don't know, man. Wait, you haven't Googled them, right? Neither am I. Let me quickly Google No, them. I think I did. Also, I kept messing up. The, 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 <laughs> I kept messing up his last name. Like, I kept messing up those words. But I think he's definitely a comedian. I mean, I thought it was funny. I mean, maybe he's got connections or something, and that's why he got on the show. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, he returned to Better Late Than Never in 2017-2018 alongside Shatner, Bradshaw, Foreman, and Winkler as the sidekick while they toured Europe and Morocco. Oh, Um, I mean, that's like a big list of names. He was a recurring cast member on ABC's Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Of course. Classic. He he had his own half-hour comedy special titled Comedy Central Presents Jeff Die in 2010. Yeah, but everybody's had a Comedy Central Presents. (laughs) Yeah. No, and I'm looking, honestly, there's nothing too, like, whoa, outstanding. The the biggest thing he's been on is this Better Late Than Never thing. Um, And outside of that, there's not much going on here. Let me quickly look at his IMD bags, because the link is right here. So he he was on a a movie called Half a New Year. He was the Messiah. He was in a movie called The 60-Yard Line, uh, which has Chuck Liddell in it. He was in a movie called The Wedding Year as Marcus. Okay. Uh, yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I feel sad for him that we Googled him because I got less answers than I had before I Googled him. We should watch this better late than never. It's an American reality travel show which aired on NBC and it features uh, it's a South Korean adaptation of Grandpa's Over Flowers, where William Shatner, Henry Winkler, George Foreman, and Terry Bradshaw are accompanied by Jeff Dye as they travel overseas without luxuries, experiencing new cultures and checking off their bucket list. This is like the movie adaptation of the movie Bucket List. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or There's like two The Last seasons. Vegas. <laughs> oh man, okay, Asia and Europe. I like that he's in it. Like everyone else's <laughs> name, I'm like, okay, I know you, I know you, I know you. It's like and the then... mass singer all over again. Like, why is he there? Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll watch it. We'll have a new appreciation for Jeff Die. <laughs> no, it's so funny that you said that because the movie The Bucket List is also listed in the production description on Wiki. Yeah. See, I mean, that's what yeah. it reminded me of. Yeah. Oh, storyline entertainers, two producers of the bucket. So two of the producers were of the bucket list as well. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Well, amazing. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Let's move on. Let's move on from uh, Jeff Die. Let's talk and- about the kitty. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I would like to talk about this comment no. because I would like to know your opinion on it. Okay. So Robin Thicke says, we've never had a rapper get this far before. Wasn't T-Pain, isn't T-Pain a rapper? Oh, yeah, for sure. T-Pain is definitely a rapper. So I can't, that was dumb. I can't believe I'm about to say this. In Robin Thicke's defense. <laughs> oh, no. T-Pain didn't really rap all that much on The Mass Singer. No, that's that is true. But once he gets unmasked, it's he is T Pain the rapper. So a rapper did get this far. Yes. If he's being specific about no one that's done rapping to this degree has ever made it this far, then I would like the the vocab to change okay. there to express that. Well, I think that's what if if I had to guess, that's what he meant. Because I mean, I had sort of a similar thought as well. So okay. 
Wow, you defended Robin. No, Thicke. I'm not defending Robin Thicke. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, how about you? Uh, we talk about who else you you might be defending. Maybe not Robin oh, Thicke, my but God, I know. So Ken Jong here in this very same segment says to me, the mass singer is about singing. To which Nicole replies, I'm looking for the ultimate entertainer, someone who gives me the feels. And Robin Thicke replied, yes, exclamation mark. So um, we had a question, actually, that I would like to ask you. That question comes from Todd, who says, how does Liana feel about Ken apparently being the only judge to fall on her side of the importance of singing versus razzle-dazzle debate? Yeah, I mean... I, like, I stand by my opinion, and I agree with Ken. This is a singing competition, not the masked entertainer, you know? And so, like, for me, uh, it's it's insane to have Ken be the only one that agrees with me, but at least I feel somewhat validated in the fact that at least one of the four people think that it's a singing competition. But I, I do get where the other people are coming from and why somebody would be like, oh, yeah, no, I get it. Um, like, I get the <laughs> entertainment perspective. But that's the thing. That's, like, the rational person me is like look i can understand why people appreciate the frog and what the frog brings then again there's the true me which is like the turtle and night angel are better yeah well it's funny because it's like it's like yeah one of the members of nsync agrees with me oh but it's joey fatone like it's not i would take it (laughs) i would take it like yes of course everyone wants jt but you know what joey fatone has grown on me so he can stay (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so so what better way to move on than to talk about the kitty right away? So here comes the kitty next performer up here, and she puts a clue package through that makes zero sense to me. And I'm really hoping that you can connect the dots for me here. Uh, talks about creativity all across the globe. And there the whole thing is done on a hot air balloon. And I thought I saw Russia. We saw Japan. And then we went over the rainbow, and uh, that's all I really had about the uh, the kitty. Well, so, of course, I knew nothing at the time, but when we learned who it was, and you're going to have to help me pronounce her last name. It's Jackie Evancho. How do you Ivanko. Ivanko? Ivanko. Okay, that's why I kept getting confused. Oh, that kind of makes sense, looking at the spelling. Okay. Yes. So in retrospect, knowing who the kitty was, it uh, all of the places that the hot air balloon went were all of the places she performed when she was very young, which it said okay. hot air balloon traveled very young, blah, blah, blah. Totally makes sense. So in retrospect, I was able to fit it at the moment. Of course, I had no idea what it meant because I did not know who shoot, Jackie Avancho was. But now I know Ivanko. who she was. And she is. How do I say it? Avanco? Ivanka. Hey, Jackie Ivanko. She is incredibly talented. Holy crap. Like, you know what? I'm just trying to, like, give myself solace the fact that Rob Gronkowski stayed longer than Shaka Khan because the kitty going home, especially after listening to some of her other stuff, whoo, she can sing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And she's one of the... I didn't follow America's Got Talent that closely. I was more of a Britain's Got Talent guy. But I immediately remembered who she was when she got revealed and it all came back. None of the clues connected for me because I knew of her, but I didn't follow her career really. Um, And no, she's, she was a joy. She was a joy this season. And it's very sad to see the kitty get unmasked. It's very sad to see Jackie 
um, here, go out in this spot. Because I thought that, personally, the kitty should have made it one more week, at least. Mm -hmm. And we can get into that after we talk about this performance, but my God, this was so good. This was, for me, my favorite kitty performance we had ever had. And that's why it bummed me out even more to get the result we got. It just, everything worked for me. It was, she did Back to Black by Amy Winehouse, and the motif was great. She starts off singing on this piano, amazing vocals. It even sounded a little bit different than what I remembered the kitty as. I felt like there was more range in this one than we've had in any other times. And there was a bit of shimmy, and it was just such a great performance. And I thought it was the perfect follow-up to what we had just gotten from the frog. It was like, we're staying on the level. We're staying up. We're going higher. So I appreciated everything there. And ultimately, yeah, I'm very bummed out that uh, the result we got was the kitty's exit at the end of this episode. Yeah, the, like I said, I mean, she is incredibly talented. And I think that this was a really, really strong performance. I still think my favorite from her, and maybe part of this is because of kind of the shock factor and it being the first performance, but mm, dangerous, dangerous Woman, yeah, just mm. that to me was like, oh, like, wow, like, that's amazing. She's clearly uh, incredibly talented. And here, yeah, I mean, I think we get more of the same thing. And I think that she's somebody who has been able to display, and I, I will put her and the Night Angel in the same category as somebody who has done a ton of different styles of music, which I think has shown off her strong singing capability, but also the diversity and the range in her voice. But what happens is that each episode, the audience is only voting on that one performance. So they don't have the full body of work that the kitty brings to the table and is like, look, I've done all of these different things. Whereas like, oh, if you like this one person's performance this one week, that counts more than what a really super strong singer has been able to bring to the table. That being said, I still don't get how she lost the rhino, but fine. <laughs> I just, it's you know what? That we're going to be oh, pondering. You know what else? The tone of her voice is just, there's something about it that's really gorgeous. Like, Mm -hmm. To me, she falls under the sort of female version of the Rottweiler. Like, it, I mean, she's incredible. I love that comparison. And I think there's a lot of like YouTube clips of her singing different stuff that have been amazing to look at after the fact. And I would recommend people go check it out. But she was, for me, you know, the whole debate of like singing versus razzle dazzle. Kitty, for me, was like my gateway to understanding better the singing appreciators and the lianas of the spectrum like enjoying the vocals for what they are and like just getting a good vibe off of it getting a good feel and enjoying it through and through um outside of of course the rottweiler which i just immediately already had a bias on because i love chris daughtry so this was an amazing performance and performer and i appreciated her on the show and i'm sad that she's gone because the rhino somehow survived. And then I have to ask you, because I think you can answer this for me. Is this how you and others felt when the leopard kept making it every round? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I kind of understand you now. I understand you a little bit more now. Yes. I preferred oh. the leopard to the rhino. But again, like, yes. it's so hard to care about the rhino. 
It's just so hard. Like it's, yeah. I think also because I'm just bored by him because it's sort of the same thing. But I think uh, Jenny talked, no, uh, Nicole talked about this on the after show that was, it's all about song choice. And we've talked about this before. It's all about song choice. And for some reason, like the Rhino's performance connected more. I think this was his best performance out of all of the ones we've seen from him. So I will give him that. But, um, but to me, I'm like, yeah, this is good. Like I like it. I enjoy it, but I'm, I'm like, I'd rather see more from the kitty. Yeah. So with with regards to her clue, we've got the bow and arrow and then oh her like borrowed package, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um uh, and my favorite part of all this was when he, we see the bow and arrow and then Robin Thicke immediately goes, "Oh, Jennifer Lawrence." <laughs> like everyone was thinking Jennifer Lawrence obviously. And like that would have been stupid, but it, and it wasn't. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Jeff Dye's Olsen twins guess and do you think we'll ever see the Olsen twins on the Masked Singer possibly no and no I I don't know I mean maybe but maybe the they could be the duos season. yeah they could be in our duo season so yeah let's go maybe with that in the off, maybe in the off season we like put together what we think would be a great duo season complete with identities sure let's do that I'll be fine. You said, do not sound. I need a break. This season's so long. (laughs) And like between Survivor, this, and Drag Race and the quarantine, like I'm just tired. (laughs) I would be the pillow. (laughs) Does that make me the blanket? Yeah, you can be the blanket in our duo. Mass Singer Audition. Okay. Okay. We'll give it a shot. Okay. All right. And then we can move on um, and talk about before we get to the person I want to talk about, the rhino. We're going to talk about this interlude they gave us of the masked tweets where the per- the peep- the performers read the tweets to the likeness of like the mean tweet segment on Jimmy Kimmel. And it was about what people had guessed them to be. And they didn't give us any authentic screenshots of Twitter handles because, you know, maybe someone might get hate for their guess or whatever. So that makes sense. But could they have picked dumber guesses? Oh, I, those were not real. Those were 100% because, written by the, the writing team. And it was awful. All of them were awful. So awful. Like, you cannot tell me that anyone thought Rhino is Joe Exotic just because Tiger King came out. You know what I mean? Like, Tiger King came out when the whole, like, social distancing thing was a real thing. And the show was already well underway by then. So don't be dumb. And everyone knows Joe Exotic's in prison because everyone watched Tiger King. So that was dumb. Uh, Obama, dumb guess. Ruth Bader, dumb. So I guess what I, I, I just really got annoyed by this. And I want to talk to whoever wrote these and say, why couldn't you give like a close but no cigar guess for these people? You know, I thought like, they were fine. I wasn't too mad about it. I would have preferred them to be real tweets. Um, but yeah, same. you know, that's fine. I don't think I've ever heard anybody call Ruth Bader Ginsburg just Ruth Bader. <laughs> that sounds weird. Little Ruth Bader. <laughs> sounds a little bit like Darth Vader, so I don't like it. Oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I'm just here to get emotionally invested irrationally in one of <laughs> in one of the contestants for a season. Yeah. So no, uh, I, it's fine. <laughs> I'm here to love all the ridiculousness, enjoy all the performances for what goofiness they could be. And hate on the ones I do not like. And then get very annoyed at the backup dancers and at the interludes. Those are the two things that I will always be ready to rant about. Okay. Because I'm not taking them in. 
However, what I did have to take in and accept as my reality was this next performer who was the Rhino. And here comes the Rhino with the clue package of, you know, there's like a hill 1530 that was highlighted in this like steep hill warning sign. And it's either hill 330, like the 24 hour clock 330, which I don't know what that would mean, or hill 15 comma 30. I don't know what the, the link is there. We got three elephants or sorry, rhino babies. So that's a thing. Uh, ballet shoes and turkey hand. Those are the things I wrote. But we did get a question about the Rhino School Package, Liana, which I want to ask you specifically right here before we talk any further. Garrett asked, how did Rhino's wife feel about her Rhino-like depiction? Did you notice this? Yeah, it was like a rhino. At the, it was at the very beginning of the clue package. It was a rhino with these mm-hmm. really big lips, like, photoshopped on. It was very unflattering. Yeah. Awful. Awful depiction. <laughs> Not great. So did you get anything out of this clue package that took you anywhere? Because I think rhino, to me, is still the big unknown in this cast. Yeah, I mean, he's the one person that we still don't know now that the kitty has been revealed. And I'm telling you, my energy to try to figure out who this person is is at an all-time low. They have had personal and professional struggles. Welcome to everyone's life. They have three kids. Welcome to a subset of people's lives. You know, like, I don't know, man. He's got a wife. <laughs> like, Welcome cool. to a subset of people's lives. <laughs> yeah, right. The only thing that I really pulled out from this clue package was the fact that the panel didn't know that that was a hand turkey. And they were like, is that a chicken? And I was like, yeah, what are you, Jessica Simpson? What? Like, <laughs> like who makes, was it a chicken of the sea reference? Yeah. For me, uh, that for doesn't me. even okay. Whatever, you know, I don't, I don't have time for that right now. I'm ranting about the turkey. Every child, at least in the United States, around Thanksgiving time, I feel like every single freaking child makes one of those little hand turkeys, and also Liana, as an adult, makes those hand turkeys. Like, what do you want to get out of here with the chicken nonsense? What are you making hand turkeys for as an adult for Thanksgiving, and sometimes Wait, just for fun? <laughs> They're fun. We'll make hand turkeys later. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> Cannot maintain, contain this excitement. Okay. Anyways, so here comes the performance that usurped the kitty for this round. And it was, you've lost that love and feeling by, I didn't write the The Righteous Brothers. The, I love this song. The, yes. Righteous Brothers. So I did like the use of smoke. I didn't understand the airplane being there. Was that supposed to be like a the Wright Brothers thing? Like planes? <laughs> I think it I was the know. rhino's jet or the frog's jet that he faked no. that he had. Oh, <laughs> stupid frog. Um, the, the masks on the dancers looked like paper mache. Didn't care for that. And so in my notes, I wrote what I felt in the moment, which was I felt two feelings. I felt like this is good. And I like it, but it's really boring. It's very boring. And then by the end, I couldn't decide if it was a powerful performance or a dull performance because I got both feelings out of it. Because I also recognized, like you did, Liana, that this was the best performance the Rhino has put forth, in my opinion, as well. But also, it did nothing for me. I didn't care. It was weird. But also, I, it's like, 
I recognized its greatness, but I also dismissed its greatness for being dull. Okay, so a few thoughts. One, I love this song, so I was like, all right, I can get into this. But I love what you said about I don't feel anything because when I was rewatching all of the performances, I made notes of when I actually felt, I said I felt emotion and the night angel and the turtle were the only ones who like really brought out like chills in me when I was watching some of their performances and I did not have feelings watching this like it was a smile and move on kind of thing but again not that he's not talented like it's fine I like it it's fine yeah I do think that the rhino is better than more than half of the field from this season Right. Credit where credit is due. Like you got the vocals, man. And I'm not taking that away from you at all. But then this goes to, you know, back to the discussion that we've had a billion times of like, well, it's clear that just vocals is not doing it for us because the rhino is not doing it for us. Like we're not really feeling him. But obviously there must be something in the air at the studio that this is recorded where all the votes come from, because the audience seemed to really like this. And I re- I noted that down. The audience looked that like they were very much vibing with this and vibing enough to give the rhino the edge over the kitty. So, and the kitty's great vocally too. And we, we've talked about how the kitty has some movements to her. So there's something that he's doing that we are either not seeing or it's not translating to TV. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think, uh, I think there's something that's, you know, again, we've talked about this before, something with the audience, you know what I mean? So fine. I wish they would come up with a different, different voting mechanism, but also like, I understand that doing this live is just probably simply not possible. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, and I think ultimately it, it's this way because the way that the internet works, mm-hmm. it's vi- like the internet as a collective unit will figure out who all these people are and then it's gone. And now, cause then the fandom is voting, you know, it's like, for example, Lil Wayne has 11 million, let's say for example, 11 million followers. Okay. And now survives week one, but now everyone knows Lil Wayne is a robot. And now Lil Wayne's fandom who has 11 million versus the kangaroo who had, didn't even have a wiki page. Actually, she has a lot of followers too, but you get where I'm going with this. Yeah, then no, the fandom. That's a re- I mean, that's actually a really good point. I didn't think about that. So yes, and that would be brutal. What was not brutal was the guesses from the judges. Cause they were kind of like here and there, the, the, the borrowed package revealed the Navy hat. And I actually really liked Nicole Scherzinger's explanations to why it could be Jason Aldean, although I don't think it is. And then Jeff Dye goes with Trace Atkins and Ken Jong did a long winded thing about Jag. Have you watched the show Jag? Because I had never watched it. Uh, I mean, I'm fa- I'm familiar with Jag. Yeah, but uh, not familiar enough to get the like to know. Oh, yes, of course. It must be so and so. Before we move on to the next performer, we're going to take a quick break and get some messages in from some sponsors. And we're back, like the age-old debate of singing versus razzle-dazzle on the Mass Singer Rahapups podcast. Now, Liana, as always, I would love for you to take the reins on this, because I think you are, without a shadow of a doubt, the number one supporter of the Night Angel. So take it away. I love the Night Angel. <laughs> She's uh, <laughs> I uh, So, okay, so here's what I will say about the Night Angel, because I went back and I rewatched all of her performances, and I, be- I will tie it into this. She if you just look at the songs that she's performed, she absolutely has 
the biggest range. And I think that probably with maybe the exception of Man, I Feel Like a Woman, the Shania Twain song that she did, she pretty much Mm -hmm. kills every single song. I can understand, however, why some people may not like her because sometimes she pulls in that vibrato and like I could see people sometimes call her like, oh, I could see that it's shaky. But in terms of power, she's the best singer that we have left. Like her, she's just, I think, the most talented singer that being said in terms of like my emotional connections i'm torn between her and the turtle in terms of who i would want to win i think if i okay if i'm going with who i think is the best singer night angel hands down if i'm going with the oh let me get in the razzle dazzle of it all i would go with turtle well, unfortunately, I believe that neither of them is going to win because I think the freaking frog is going to win. But like, fine. I'm just I'm so freaking sick of the Night Angel consistently being discounted. Like you watch the freaking after show and everybody was like, oh, frog, turtle, frog, turtle. I'm sorry. Jeff Daly is the only what's his name? Jeff Darn, Jeff Day, whatever. Die. Jeff Die, the person who I didn't know until this is the only one who's actually <laughs> Jeff Daly. Up the Night Angel put some respect on the Night Angel's name. Like, I don't get it, man. I really don't. I don't understand. And I don't understand why Kitty also didn't get more love. Ugh. So this is where I will agree with you. Um, like, not even while, in contention. That's no, the biggest so, thing that frustrates me. Is like, yeah. look, okay, fine. I get it. You have, like, the person that you like, but you're not even going to give her credit. Do you not hear her sing? Especially when Jenny McCarthy's like, oh, the best singer per- or best performance we've ever had was last week when she did Black Velvet, which was amazing, by the way. Uh, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm like the well, frog. I ran out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I agree with you. So personally, I prefer my favorite. My favorite across the board is the turtle and has been for a long time now. Um, and I really appreciate what the frog is doing. So I see that feud happening. I If we see them as the final two, I get it, right? Like I could see it because I'm rooting for it in a way. However, I hate that they are making it they are pushing us that way. I hate that that they're making that narrative a thing because I would like for it to organically happen. And I would like for the performers that are doing well to get their dues. And you're, you are right. In the after show, they, they are clearly painting the frog versus the turtle. Last week, we mentioned how much every single segment had is between the frog and the turtle. Who's going to win? Who's gonna, like, what's the point of tuning in if we know what's going to happen at the end? Now, you know, this isn't like a, competitive reality show that has strategy involved where it's like oh now it'll be okay so i'm it's pretty clear that this person could get the win but let's see what the journey is and how they make it there this is a different vibe this is a different show so it doesn't require that so i don't like seeing that at all and i will say the only person that seems to be giving her her dues that we're seeing is jenny mccarthy right she said it was the best performance ever on the mass singer and then this um, episode, she said, you're going to the finals. You would win if I was the only judge here. So we are getting that from Jenny McCarthy, which I appreciate. However, the show is doing a poor job of giving us any reason to root for her beyond getting there because they keep telling us that we have to look at the frog and we have to look at the turtle, which they did again highlight in the after show. I think for me, this was the best vocals of the season is what I wrote down. Even though I love the turtle and we'll talk about his performance in a second, I can't lie. I can't cap. This was the best vocals of the season for me. And if the finals were, you know, rightfully done, it would be her versus the turtle and the frog would get cut at three 
because at the end of the day, the frog's vocals might not be up this time, right? Yeah. But the, I didn't feel anything about the dancers. I don't like the dancers in her performance here. I did enjoy the disco ball. I did enjoy the, like, everything was shining glitter and all that. And it, it was very clear that everyone was vibing to this performance. So you can't take anything away from the Night Angel, but they're somehow doing it by the way that they are omitting her inclusion from anything beyond, ooh, maybe you'll make the finals, and one judge being vocal about liking her ultimately. So I don't love that. I think maybe that's one of the oh. reasons. Yeah, go ahead. I think maybe that's one of the reasons why also like just gets me going, man, is the fact that I feel like the <laughs> night angel, she's not all that. Okay. But I feel like I'm like, oh my God, she's the most amazing thing since sliced bread. Like, wow. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, but like, she's just, she's undervalued. I think that's what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me blah, 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 blah. Okay, I think the frog is overvalued and I think the night angel is undervalued. And I think seeing that discrepancy between the two just gets me gets me extra riled up. I so yeah. whatever. This is also it's fine. You know what? We're all fine. <laughs> we're healthy, we're safe, you know. So like what what am I even doing here? Yeah, you know what? Ultimately, if the night angel loses, I will I will ch- I'll, I'm just going to choose to chalk it up to the fact that she didn't answer our phone call last week. Oh yeah, she did. So, ta- I got a generic text back. So What did it say? Uh it was it was a link to a video she posted. Okay, so, well that wasn't meant for us. No. So we don't believe it. Okay. So the guesses that the judges put out there, we had a TLC guess, we had a Tamika from Nicole Scherzinger who is T.I.'s wife is what we were told, but and Alicia Keys from Jeff Die. But I would like to take this moment to talk about the amazing revelation that we got in this part of the show, Liana. And that is confirmation that one, Nick Cannon doesn't wear socks with those shoes. Yeah, I know. I did. I wrote that not caps, not Nick not wearing shoes. So I'll give it all right. You know what? I was wrong. Credit where credit is due, even though it's Wait, a stupid who, so decision. If you were wrong, who was right? You were right. You said he didn't have socks yeah. on. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I just wanted to hear you. Say okay. It. It all right. Well, yeah. this gave us also gave me my favorite Jeff Daly line, which and yes, I know his name is not Jeff Daly. It's a joke. Um, was guess what college Alicia Alicia Keys went to? You creeps, Columbia. So I think I'm gonna start <laughs> using that. You creeps. You creeps. <laughs> oh, you know what wasn't creepy though? The turtle. There's nothing creepy about the turtle. <gasps> Did you want to say, do you want to tell the story about how we saw a turtle? Yeah. So I tweeted it out uh, this past week. But so we went on a walk Saturday through just like, you know, just around the city for me to see it. And then we walked in this little like green area and we saw. Like from afar, as we're walking towards it, we're like, oh, is that a, wait, is that a turtle? That's so cool. And then when we were about 50 steps away from this turtle, it stopped moving and it continued to stay frozen all the way until we were about a hundred steps away from it. And then we saw it quickly like shimmy into the, into the woods. So that was fun. And yeah, I, I, I didn't think I was going to see a celebrity while I was here. And I saw Jesse McCartney. So. Yeah, it was Jesse McCartney in the wild booking it across a path in front of us. So <laughs> I like turtles. I like turtles. OK, yeah. So turtle. <laughs> OK, so we get into the turtle clues. 
we see a wrench in a Jeep, 1999 wanted poster, a mop, more comic book references, which we know that Jesse McCartney provided the voice of Robin in Young Justice, poker chips, mm-hmm. wedding cake. I know Jesse McCartney just got engaged in the fall, so I assume that's what the wedding cake has to do with anything. And you're welcome. It's Jesse McCartney. Well, <laughs> um, what I would like to add also is that the the robbers that had the eye masks on, that's a very signature Robin um, eye mask. And they are robbers. Oh. So they are robbing. No, sorry. They're borrowers. They're borrowing. <laughs> yeah. How are they going to explain, justify that now? Huh? <laughs> You can't be borrowing and not be Robin. Yeah, borrowing. Yeah. Also, if they had, if Robin Thicke was ever on this show, they should have Robin, the sidekick, but with like thick booty. And then we'd know it's Robin. Thicke. I still want someone to do their own song. Like, I'm still waiting for that day. Maybe. Like, I want oh. Jesse McCartney to like do his song. You right. know what I mean? Like, one of his songs. Body language, perhaps. <laughs> No, love that song. You're like one of three people in the world who likes that song. No, no. It's you, Edmo, <laughs> and someone else who I haven't met How yet. Dare you? <laughs> Shout out Edmo, who is a big, 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 big turtle fan. Now, I'm a big, 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 big fan of this song choice. It was "Fix You" by Coldplay, and it was amazing. And just like last week, from the first word i was hooked from the first note i was into this i loved this performance it was my favorite of the night and i did enjoy the weird like deflated hot air balloon thing that the turtle was standing on throughout that was great um the the i just like the vibe i love the set design that the turtle comes out with every time it's my favorite of the bunch and i always care about it with the turtle I, i've loved it with the turtle and it's just, it's weird because I think when I talk about Razzle Dazzle, for me, a lot of it has to do with the, their performances, right? So their dancing or their movements and their choreo, what they're doing. But with the turtle, I care about that. And I love the background more than I like it with anyone else. So love that. I thought the dancers looked weird for the turtle, but at this point, we all know that I don't really care for these dancer mask identity things, but it's fine. And we did see a lot of light bulbs in the background, which I didn't quite understand, but it worked. It worked with the performance. This was my favorite, and I know that it's a little bit, maybe not the best, but for me, it was the best, acknowledging that I might be coming from a bit of a biased perspective because I love the turtle. Well, this to me, when this started happening, I was like, oh, this is our someone you loved Rottweiler moment kind of thing um, that I thought was happening. And I I will say like this song uh, does bring up emotion in me. And so I was getting was getting all emotional at this performance. Mm -hmm. But like I said, when I did all my rewatches, I mean, the Rottweiler, my God, like, oh, and even T-Bains. Yeah, like. They're just um, not that not that Jess McCartney is not talented, very clearly talented, very good singer. I think there's just something next level about the other performances and performers that we've seen on seasons past. I really do feel like overall the group of three is probably going to be the weakest out of all of the seasons that we've had when we do finally get to the final three. But that being said, nothing to take away from this performance. It was so solid. Really loved it. Especially loved that parachute that you got to play with in gym class in elementary school. 
Really loved that as well. <laughs> so uh, we go to the borrowed package and right before it happens, someone jokes that it's a dead body because of the size of the package and it ends up being a dead body. Yeah, well, it was a zombie. Yeah, which you said Walking Dead. Yeah, and Jesse McCartney was a voice actor and musician who portrays Reed in AMC's Fear of the Walking Dead. No, but also he was in the movie Chernobyl, which did involve like zombie-like figures. There you go. So it could be that. Yeah. Either way, Clue checks out and we can confirm that it checks out. That's good. And then the guesses were uh, Norman Reedus, Howie D., And then Nicole Scherzinger with Jesse McCartney. And that's all well and good. And then we get to this part. So before we got to the reveal, did you feel like who did you have going home? Was it clear cut Rhino? I can't. Look, maybe this is my bad for not accepting what the Rhino can bring to the table. But for the past two weeks, I'd sort of written off like, oh, of course, Rhino's going home. Of course, Rhino's going home. Uh, Which next week, I'm going to say, of course, Rhino's going home. Um, Which now I'm a little nervous about because in the past, like for the past, like what? I don't know. Weeks, right? Since the final nine. I think the final three is Turtle, Night Angel, and Frog. So who knows? (laughs) <laughs> but I think Frog is going to win. That's like I 100%, 1000% believe Frog is going to win this season. Okay. Well, I um had written down Rhino and Kitty under who is going home in my notes and then wrote probably Rhino. It has to be Rhino. And then I wrote, oh shit. Wow. And then I wrote, how does Rhino keep Falafel make it through? I mean, so, look at him go. Yeah, just a little engine that could with this one. Just keep going. So that's a thing. And then the uh, the final guesses from the judges, we had uh, Vanessa Hudgens from Nicole Scherzinger. We had the Olsen twins from Jeff Days. Uh, Robin Thicke said Ashley Tisdale. Uh, Jenny McCarthy said Leah Michelle. And Ken Jeong said Anna Kendrick. Everyone was wrong because it was Jackie Ivanko. And whoa, everyone's going crazy. We're going crazy. I'm pretty sure I went crazy. I was like, I couldn't believe it was her. I had not, we weren't even close. Like, what was the best guess we had? Mike Bloom came in and said Sarah Highland, right? That was his guess. And then what did we guess? Did we even no, have an official guess eventually I gave board? up. Like, I was like, I have no idea who this person is. I'm giving up. I'm tired. I, yeah, I did like the Emma Roberts guess that was out there, but I never really felt any strong way about any of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And then that was the end of the regular episode. but. As has been the case for the last three weeks, there is an extra hour of show known as After the Mask. Or is it After the Unmask? It's something like that, right? So, the after show, basically. Uh, Yeah, what is it called? I don't know. But I want to I talk about this. So, um, Top 5 Human, Randy Newpole, put in two questions this week. One of them was... Can we discuss the live audience after show fiasco? So I was given a TikTok link from one Randy Newpole last week. And this you've seen their wall, right? The wall of a hundred Zoom audience thing that they do. Yeah. So they it's not exactly a hundred people. It is about 60, maybe 70, maybe 80 people. 
and there are repeats of people copy pasted into the windows. <laughs> that's great. So that's so stupid. Yeah, so, why can't uh, why can't we get on there? I'm, I'm sure we. There must be a way. There must be a link or something, or you sign up for it. Maybe. Okay, let's look into that. Yeah, are you interested? Yeah. Okay, so we'll look into that because I think I'm pretty sure last week's the last one. Maybe I'm not sure. So we'll look into that this week and try and get on it next week. Cool. Next look at week. us go. They probably figured it look out. It. It's priority recorded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. By stock footage from like 200 people that they're just mixing in and out. Yeah, it's possible. Horribly. Um, the other thing that Randy did ask before we dive into talking more about this after show stuff is uh, officially there is going to be a season four of The Masked Singer. How are you feeling about this reveal? Oh, yes, that's right. So. Woohoo! Uh, we'll be back. I'm excited. Look, I'm not gonna lie. I do as much as I complain about everything. I do like the Mask Singer, <laughs> and I, I'm happy that it's gonna come back. I'm just kind of curious to know how they're gonna do it. Part of me is excited because if they're looking to come back in the fall, there's no way they're gonna be able to have a live audience. So how are they gonna vote? I don't know. Maybe live. <laughs> Oh, but now we realize that that's a problem for other reasons. Ah, crap. Well, you know what? Yeah. I don't know. But well, yeah, it's it's coming back. We're going to be back for season four, um, assuming. I know they said they're planning for the fall, um, but who knows what's going to happen. Right. So they're planning for the fall and they've confirmed a renewal, but they haven't confirmed that they it will definitely happen in the fall. Obviously, with everything going on in the world, there's going to be a pause. And if they're in a position where they can't, they'll delay it. But the truth is that the mass singer has been bringing in numbers for them and has been doing really well. I think it's the top non-sports rating that they've been getting. So that's great for them. And obviously it's relatively easy to produce so long as they get their celebrities they want and they reach out to enough people, they get the, those and then it's an easy ride. So I think that this is a slam dunk idea for them. Obviously I'm very excited to come back and talk about this next season because for all the frustrations that, you know, a handful of people performer wise bring me, I'm loving every part of this. You know, it's one of the four shows that I choose to opt into every week and make sure I watch every episode of. So I am happy with that decision. We get to talk more nonsense, you and I. So I always enjoy that. And it gives me more of an opportunity to flex my muscles of, hey, I can figure out who this is. So go me. good for you. Oh, bless you. Um, okay, so oh, I have uh, I have one more thing that I want to talk about from the after the mask thing that happened. Yes. Okay, so I really liked it when Jackie was talking about her emotion and how it impacted her, especially being a child star and like not knowing who she was for so long. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought that that was really like that. I was that was cool. And it was cool to have Donnie there to be the other person who like could comment on that moment. But we got mm -hmm. um, sort of a question about this from Mackenzie because we've talked about how T-Pain um, we wish that he would have released a new album without auto-tune to kind of like reinvent himself after The Masked Singer. So I wanted to ask you if you thought, like, do you think if um, Jackie does this, do you think she'll be able to be successful? Like, how does she capitalize on The Masked Singer? I mean, obviously it's kind of complicated right now, but um, do you think she'll be taken seriously? It's definitely possible, right? I mean, we we're we're in a world now where you know, 
one song going viral is enough to put you on a map. Mm -hmm. You know, like Lil Nas X went viral for Old Town Road and then won a Grammy. So anything is possible to put you on the map at this point. I think The Masked Singer, why not? You know, it's we we just talked about the ratings that it brings and the numbers that it brings. And it does seem, for one reason or another, it speaks to some contestants. It does give them that transformative feeling. And it does give them the positivity or the positive energy that seemingly they've been lacking in their career or as they've lost along the way and they regain right. it. So I could totally see this happen. Um, as far as the, the, you know, the way the world works now with charting and ratings and all that, like streams on Spotify and streams on YouTube count, but they count differently. It's like, you got to do a number of, you know, I think it's like, depending on whether it's a free account or not free account, there's like different numbers. So a lot goes in, but I, I do think that Jackie could very much, you know, use this to change up and do what she wants to do with herself and her sound, because it was very clear that she enjoyed doing the different genres. She enjoyed dabbling in different avenues and beyond just, you know, showing that she's capable of it, but just doing what she's more passionate about, which I guess ultimately and going back and looking at T-Pain stuff, T-Pain wanted to show that he's more than auto-tune, but never once did he make it clear that I'm going to go do other stuff afterwards, where I feel like Jackie's probably more likely to do so. <laughs> yeah, I feel like T-Pain was kind of like, okay, I did it. I showed people I can sing without auto-tune. Bye. <laughs> Whereas Jackie is yeah. in this crossroads <laughs> where she's been shoehorned into the classical music world and has apparently, yeah, star. Mackenzie reached out and when uh, she asked her question, she said that when uh, Jackie tried to break out into pop original music, she got criticized. So this is maybe her opportunity to kind of break out of that and really find a second win. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's only 20 freaking years old. God. Yeah. Stop being so successful, people. Fine. Whatever. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah, I think absolutely. Absolutely. She's clearly incredibly talented. I would co-sign that. I would co-sign that. And and I think that I'm intrigued to see more of the, um, the, the, the singers and artists that come from these shows, like the Got Talent shows or the American Idols or the Voices. I want to see more of them come around here because I think that Putting a spotlight back on them after so many years removed from their original show gives them an opportunity to be reintroduced to the public. Because like I said, I had heard of her name um, during the time where she was in America's Got Talent, but then I just, I didn't follow with her. You know what I mean? Like, So she doesn't get that notoriety, but then she comes back and now there's more eyes on her. And then maybe there's people who find her music. Because I think for me personally, like having Daughtry come back reignited my love for him. And made me add his songs on my Spotify that I hadn't done because I'd gotten Spotify like four years ago. So I like all of that. I'm very excited about all of that. And I'm excited for more of these people to take the main stage that is the mass Singer. So next week, the semifinals, which is titled A Day in the Mask, colon, the semifinal. Okay, so that's going to be May 13th. And then what we thought to be the case isn't the case because... On May 19th, six days later, on a Tuesday, we're going to have The Masked Singer, colon, Road to the Finals, followed by a Wednesday show finale titled Couldn't Mask for Anything More, colon, The Grand Finale. So, I think our choices here are clear, right? So, we have three episodes. However, I believe we're going to do only two, right? We're going to do one next week, and then... We're going to do a combination of the road to the finals and the finale. After so they are showing the, the clip episode. show. 
They're just yeah, doing it on Tuesday. Yeah, that's what I was announcing. Okay. Yeah, so they're just doing it on okay. Tuesday. It's not going to get its own extra week, which I think is the right move because people were mad about it, as were we. Yeah, no, that's smart. Like, that's fine. I'm fine with yeah. that because then if people want to tune in to watch the Road to the Clip Show finals, whatever, uh, like, that's fine. You can do that, and I will do that. And then we'll watch the finale. Exactly. And then we'll talk about all of it on the finale. Okay. All right, perfect. So that about, you know, finishes things out here for us. Liana, where can people find you and what are you working on these upcoming uh, days? You can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP, um, podcasting, of course, about the Mass Singer, also RuPaul's Drag Race. And Puya, this week you're going to be on the BMV. That's right. Yeah. I got a new credit this week. It's going to be. Yeah. Fun. So uh, we're going to have Puya on as the replacement for Mike when Mike is up on the mothership uh, doing the voicemail show with Rob. <laughs> and then we're going to have Jenny Autumn is going to be our guest and maybe someone else uh, as a, a, a special little little a little addition, uh, a little poutine, if you will, to the to the well, podcast. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. A little poutine known as Phil T will probably be also be there. And that should be a fun. It's going to be a double podcast. date podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So if you like the shenanigans that go on here, and you want something off the rails on the BNB that doesn't happen often, I think this episode is going to get. No, we that. never go off the rails on the BNB. No, very much a very very professionally managed BNB. You know there. it. No bed bugs. You can find me on all platforms at Puyaism. Uh, the one credit I would have had, Liana has given you. Otherwise, I will find you here next week talking about the semifinals or a day in the mask colon the semifinals if you're nasty. Um, if you would like to leave a rating or review of the podcast, please go to www.robasawebsite.com slash masked singer. One word. You have all been leopards. Thank you for listening. And as always, we will unmask you next week. 